We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was late too. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Shout out to everyone that's found us after my exposure on Writer than you this week, which uh, might just be the guy that produces. But what's up, Tom? Anyway, good to be here. Grant Bills is with us on today's episode. Grant, hi. Hello. You get the Bill Ryder bump. I love that for us. The Bill Ryder bump. Uh, I'm enjoying being back on the fan. It's not as weird as it should be because I'm not in the same studio. I'm in a I'm in a production studio, so it doesn't feel the same. From his month of darkness retreat, Paul Imig. Paul, welcome back to the show. What did you learn in 30 days of sequester? Uh, I learned that the hallucinations that Aaron spoke of are real. Um, he did like the, the four day. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's rookie shit. Give me the 30 day. Yeah. Complete dark isolation. I learned a lot of things. How long does it take to adjust once you get out? Good question. Thank you. Mm. And do you have PTSD like when your kid might turn off a light or something in a room? Is it? Are you taken back to that place? I, yeah. I would say I'm going I'm going to start a new darkness retreat in two days because I missed it. I already missed it. So I'm thinking I'm going to do like a 50-50 schedule, 50 society and 50% dark isolation. Now, no offense to those people that do it, but when you're in the darkness retreat, do you hallucinate so badly that there are moments that you don't think you're a douche? <laughs> I, I will tell you, in, in all sincerity, there are a few things that sound worse than a darkness retreat. For me, like that just, no. If, if, that, if that gives someone clarity or whatever they're searching for, more power to them. But that's like... Among the last things I would like, it would be just above like going to a pit of snakes. Like that would be worse. Pit of snakes, lower, worse. But darkness retreat is just like a, a step above pit of snakes. What do you do to find yourself, to find your truth, Paul Emig? Yeah. Wow. This is deep and I like or, it. Or Bart, uh, either one of you. I'm, I'm intrigued. Hmm. What do I do to find myself? Yeah. Rum and Coke. <laughs> Me too. All right. Good. And then get blocked by reputable wrestling journalists on the night of <laughs> WWE. Yeah, uh, Elimination Chamber was Saturday, and I woke up and I got blocked by, I don't even know what I said to him. Like I How said, I, but I said, I said, you are a joke and don't deserve your platform. But I don't know why he angered me. I still don't. I don't, I don't know what he did. Yeah, so a darkness retreat might not be the worst idea for Let you. me read, uh, just let me read one future tweet. This is a tweet coming in tomorrow. It says, Bart, I really don't like that you're making fun of the darkness retreat again. Uh, you, I thought, were an advocate for mental health. People just do it in different ways. Uh, and I'd like to respond that, trust me, I have seen all the people to see when it comes to mental health. I have looked for answers to cure my mental health. The last time I went to a doctor, they wanted to up my dosage without even me asking. <sighs> Never has sitting for four days and shitting my pants in the dark <laughs> come up. 
<laughs> All right, so we're back to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do want to thank Matt in the falls. He did a oh, yeah, or oh, no. He was the only one that stepped up to do it, so thank you to him. Yeah. Um, and we've got a lot to cover. We've got a lot that we missed. So without further ado, I'd just like to remind people that at omahasteaks.com, $30 off your order at omahasteaks.com. It's their semi-annual sale, guys. They only do it twice a year where they take 50% off their product. And then I give you $30 more off with promo code BART. If you haven't ordered Omaha Steaks yet, promo code BART, you have missed out on some of the finest meat that you will ever have in your mouth. Chicken. Tenderloin. Pork chops. Jumbo Franks. Get the package, put in Bart, omahasteaks.com. Paul, who is eating some of the apple tartlets right now. Don't eat on the show. Matt in the Falls ate on the show twice, and people got really mad. By the way, I ate off camera, A, so that was purposeful. And B, is he? Matt is also the one who sometimes joins in the bathtub, yes? Yep. There's a whole array of... That's the one. Characteristics. Okay. All right. I have so many good ones here. Let's see how many we can get to in our time together. I want to start with this one. 32-year-old Jay Crowder (laughs) is every bit as good as the 35-year-old version of P.J. Tucker that the Bucks acquired two years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Or mm mm-mm. Grant, you want to take that one? You're the host of the NBA Lounge. Ah. You know, I think mm mm-hmm. Because I think he, he... he steps into the same shoes, if you will. I, I think he's he's a different song off the same album. Like I, I've thought about this since the trade deadline. I think a big part of acquiring a player at the deadline, and this is true with Tucker, and I think it's true with Crowder, is you need a guy to just like bring something new. Like you've been playing all these games with the same people, and you've gone through good stretches and bad stretches and injuries, and like all of a sudden there's a guy who's here that wasn't here before. New attitude, new energy. I also think Jay Crowder helps like PJ Tucker helped because he's never won a title. He's probably going to bring a little bit more urgency to a team of, of players that have already won rings. They've gotten theirs. They, they're made men. And now Jay Crowder is going to come in with some urgency. So I think Jay Crowder with, with, with some, with some dog in him. Yeah. That would be another, exactly another way to put it. So I, I think he's the same. They're di- little different players, but another defensive option gives them some more choices. And Bart on CBS sports radio the other day, you, you know, you and your guest from NBC did a great, Great talk about the Celtics and the Bucks and depth and, and versatility. Which, if you missed it, you might hear on this podcast. Some some good defensive versatility and I think most importantly, a new attitude. And, and giving a team that shot in the arm in the middle of the year is, I think, maybe more valuable than the actual player. The shooting and the ball handling, that was true with Tucker and it's true with Crowder. Well, and, and I do want to say, if you miss me on CBS Sports Radio, I'll be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 9 to 11, brighter than you. Uh, uh, on the fan also. I will also be on Thursday, March 2nd on the Zach Gelb show. Friday, March 4th, or Friday, March 3rd on the Zach Gelb show. Wow. And Saturday, March 4th from 4 to 9 Central on uh, the Bart Winkler show is what they call it when I do it on Saturdays. Nice. They do? They let you retain naming rights on the weekends? They put the picture of me in a suit from 1250 Days on the Odyssey app once again. Oh, I actually saw that when you did that at one point. Yeah, I was like, this is odd. Yeah, so I basically am, for the next two weeks, I'm a full-time, part-time. There you go. Now, I should also have a schedule announcement. There will not be new Bart Winkler podcast next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Oh, what? Yep. Do you need a little bit of a break with the fam? Good for you. Do you need, so you're just going to go dark. You don't want like the Grant Bills and Matt in the Falls hosted version of it. I think it'd be a good time to explore old podcasts you may have missed. Why don't you just, but could you put together like some best of? So like you're actually dropping new content, but it's not new content. I could package some of my CBS Sports Radio best of. I could do that. There you go. Do go like back your... and find some old, old stuff from 17, 18, 19, 20 and, and bring those files back. People would listen to those. I'd listen to those. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe. 
Just saying. Or you know who could a lot of work. Well, I also know there's a character, I mean, a person, character, a person who I know who used to call into the show who I could text. Uh, his name was Bach in Tosa. And I deleted all those. And well, sometimes Buck writes new poems. I kept the Steven Newsman and Cody's girlfriend dad. Buck didn't make the cut. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Well, sorry, don't say sorry to me or your friend Buck. All right. Jay Crowder, as good as PJ Tucker. I'm going to go, mm mm. Uh, I don't think he'll play as much. Really? I don't think he's going to start. That's fair. I think they might end games with him and. You know, the defensive line. But I would argue closing the game being far more important than starting the game. Plus, this all changed from the time you drafted the question to now. I mean, the Bucks got big man Myers Leonard. Well, don't 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 go to future questions. I know you did future tweets, but you didn't do future questions. Stick on this one. Uh, for buy or sell on Tuesday, the guy goes, buy or sell. The Bucks made a good move signing Myers Leonard. And I'm like, I feel like I'm getting set up here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me see, Jay. Well, so when PJ got signed, I remember or traded. I was pretty happy about it because I saw that USA basketball footage where he's just talk, 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 talk. And mm -hmm. I thought the Bucks needed that. I don't know that. I don't know. I'm still, I mean, I'm glad that we got Jay for what we got him for. I think it was a good trade. Mm -hmm. uh, PJ... I mean, I don't know if they don't. I don't know if they win the title without PJ. I'd say they. I would say they. They. They would not have. PJ did a great job on Kevin Durant. Although, if you look at Kevin Durant's stats that series, he didn't. No, but but that's that's what I'm trying to say. It's but PJ thinks he did, and I think all of his teammates are like, we. The argument at the time was over six, seven games. He tired him out. Yeah, so by the overtime. Kevin Durant was too tired to shoot. Well, PJ Tucker did force Kevin Durant's personal security onto the floor of Pfizer Forum. I forgot about that. I forgot about that too. Yeah. That was I'm my gonna, first. I to say, with respect to Jay Crowder and PJ, I will initially say, mm-hmm, the impact will not be as large. Okay. So, okay. Well, don't forget too, like with, with Brooke Lopez, not what Brooke Lopez didn't play in much of that Bucks Nets series. It was the Nets series, right? That Brooke was played off the court. So without Yeah, wasn't it, there a series Bobby didn't play either? Was that the Yeah, Hawks they were series? different series, right? Which one does Bobby not play against the Hawks? Bobby Bobby barely played at all against the Nets, if I remember. Bobby was pretty quiet in the second and third round, and then in the finals, all of a sudden he was he was hooping again, if I remember yeah. correctly. Well, Bart, I didn't ask the question of will he have as big of a an impact, though that would be a good direction to take it. The way oh, I initially said it is like, is 32-year-old Jay Crowder every bit as good as the 35-year-old no. P.J. Tucker from two years ago? And I, I think, mm-hmm, Jay Crowder is definitely – I mean, P.J. Tucker is a zero on offense. Jay Crowder is not a zero on offense. It's, it's a totally different floor-spacing situation with Crowder versus Tucker. And I'm not saying like current-day Tucker, who's now 37 or 38 and – I, I don't know. The 76ers owe him what two and a half more years of 10 plus million dollars. Um, but I, I, I don't, yeah, well, Tucker, I think the Bucks would have to win the finals and for Crowder to play a role in that for it to be as impactful. So we don't like, we don't know yet because we don't know how the, the playoffs were going to play out. But I, I do think Crowder, current Crowder is every bit as good as two years ago, Tucker. He's as He's a talker. He's a real bastard. He's going to annoy other fan bases. Maybe not as much as PJ Tucker did, but he brings some of those things that Bart was talking about. Over under the number of undercase, undercase, lower, lowercase letters P, uh, Jay Crowder has ever used on Twitter. He's an all caps. That's a really all, niche joke. He's, a, he's an all caps all the time. So I, I covered like one of my first gigs beats was covering the, the Marquette team when it was Buzz and Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder. And he was even like, he was all caps back then. And so I haven't really been following his career on Twitter. And then all of a sudden he's back with the Bucks. And I see he's still all caps. That hasn't changed. Well, all caps Crowder. That's what they called him in, in even back into high school. In his oh, high school all days. caps Crowder. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, Jay one. Crowder uh, last season was a 39% field goal shooter. That's not good. PJ Tucker this year is 43%. Now the attempts have to be much different, though. By the way, are you yeah, saying I don't need Jay Crowder shooting ten times a game. He just needs to be willing to shoot. That's he what I say. To... So, like that would be the 
the knock on PJ is like you still have to you have to be a threat to put the ball up. You need you need to be willing so the defense has to react to you. Being a yep. willing shooter is almost as important as being actually a good shooter because that's what actually moves the defense. And I think Jake Crowder's that. By sure. the way, when you said 39% Bart, were you saying three-point or field goal? Field goal. Jay Crowder was a 39% field goal shooter? He only takes three. last season, yep. What was his three-point percentage, if you're looking at the stats? 34. So he pretty much just shot threes then. And P.J. Tucker, uh, let's see, in his last, well, this season? You want this season or last season? Uh, this season for PJ, 43% field goal shooter, 40% three point shooter, 40%. Was he only taking court, but it, it's very, it's only cor- it, it, yeah, it's only corner threes, corner exclusively. Okay. All right, okay I, I don't think, I don't think Jay Crowder is as good as we think he is. I think Jay Crowder is a lot more important in a series against the Celtics than he would be in a series against the Cavs. Guys, I'm looking at Jay Crowder's three-point splits. Uh, the last few years, it's uh, – well, he didn't play this year. It's 34 and then 38 and then 34 and then 33. The year before that, 32. He ain't that good, guys. Well, okay. Okay. I, if, if you were to like say, like, what's the one characteristic that Jay Crowder has? If you, what's his top characteristic? I would think of him more as like being the, annoying the, against the Bucks. Yeah, the defensive like pit bull type of tenacity. Mm-hmm. Like if he hits, I'd love it'd be great if he hit thirty nine percent of his threes. But that's not like oh well, he's his success as a Buck will come down to his three point percentage. It'll help it, or, or hurt depending on which direction it goes, but. I think it'll be about who we can guard defensively in the playoffs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, next one. Forget future seasons and the potential for a max contract extension. Put that aside. You're concerned about this season when it comes to the health and availability of Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, that you're concerned about the health and availability of Chris Middleton this season. So I see a lot of, okay, here's something that needs to settle down in Buck's land. And I'm very curious what Grant's expression will eventually tell us with words, but go ahead, Bart. Like when something happens in Bucks land and you see the news, let's not let's not rush online and say our first thoughts. I think when something happens, there might be 10 to 20 thoughts in your brain. And some of them are garbage, some of them are good, and eventually the 10 to 20 thoughts merge into your one opinion. But with Bucks, with the way that we are now, 
um, let's see. I saw Myers Leonard being signed means that Jimmy Haslam is already involved in the process. Paul Henning. My guy, Trey Crosby, who I love. Guy says, because Giannis goes to New York, he's going to miss most of the playoffs. Huh? And with Middleton, he sits out a game that we didn't think he was going to sit out. Oh, crap. Here we go again. Out for the year. I don't know the extent of Middleton's latest setback, flair. I, I just, until I hear otherwise, I'm, I feel pretty good about Middleton's availability and, and play. So I feel fine. Mm, what was your question? No, you're concerned. Not about- concerned. Uh-uh, no way. No way, Jose. Grant Bills? Yes. You're concerned about this season. You're concerned about this season when it comes to the health and availability of Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to admit it. It's. It's not. I'm not anti Middleton. I, I just don't. Aren't you always concerned that one of the Bucks' big three is going to get hurt at a bad time, and that kind of sinks their season? Like, everyone should have that fear. Everyone should always have that fear. So I don't. I no. Of course, I'm concerned. That doesn't mean that I. I think something bad is going to happen. But of course, I'm. So you just want them to cut Middleton for nothing? Then is that what you're saying? Okay. What Bard said about the tweets. I search every day for someone with a Twitter account on this God biggest buzzkill on Buck's Twitter <laughs> right here. <laughs> There's not a single person on Buck's Twitter with good takes. I search every day and it's about me? with Jimmy Haslam takes. It's, it's all just such crap. This fan base is dying for a hero. How can you possibly here. think with I all do with all due, how can you possibly think Jimmy Haslam has any? He's an adult. What are we doing? And people were agreeing with him. He's an adult. He's a grown man who typed that into his phone, I think seriously, and sent that tweet. Yeah. Buck's Twitter man is just. Uh, I'm with you, Bart. It's terrible, which is why right. I think this podcast is important. Other shows like it are important because Bucks talk, good Bucks take, very hard to find. Okay. So I'm going to admit something that I've not admitted before. Mm. Bucks Twitter has, without question, made me less of a Bucks fan. Oh, like I have, oh. I have to avoid Ooh. Bucks Twitter, so as to still like not be like, yeah, I don't really like this team. Like I, it, Bucks it, Twitter it, acts like we never won nothing. Thank you. It's a great take. We're acting the same way as we did before we won the title. No, no, no nervous it. energy. Jimmy Haslam signed Myers Leonard. Giannis going to New York means he's never he, he's got a he's going to be play one handed the rest of his life. What are we doing? I do want to do a parallel though. I think I feel about the Bucks and Bucks Twitter and Bucks fandom the way that like people who watched '80s Packers feel about Bart. You're our generation, where oh. it's like. We were 10 years old and we're like, Super Bowl, a trip to the Super Bowl. We have Favre, we have Rodgers, we win another Super Bowl. So they're like, hey, like, we went through the 80s. Do you remember? You weren't even here for the 80s. We grew up with the Bucks, who are a miserable franchise, competing for the eighth spot at the best. And so now you got these 24-year-olds like Grant coming around. It's like, they've just known, like, not just, but they've they had Giannis since they were teenagers. Like, this is like what they know is like the Giannis Bucks. And so I think there's some of that. Um, so we're the '90s and 2000s Bucks fans are like the '70s and '80s Packers. Tell me, tell me, where's the lie, as they say? Like, where's the where's the inaccuracy there? And 2001 was like 1982 when they made the playoffs the one time. You just get that one little taste, and you're like, oh, this was like great, but like, Allen Iverson ended that. All right, so the I've admitted that. I've admitted my so yes, Grand. David Stern into that. If we're if we're power ranking Twitters of Wisconsin sports teams, give me Brewers Twitter all day, every day of the week. That is a miserable, sick, twisted group of individuals that I love. Wait, wait, okay. so wait, so wait, just to be clear, you're saying that Brewers Twitter is the best of the three. Yes. 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 Agreed. Without, without fail, 
Agreed. Uh, I think Bucks well, because is we're worst. united in our hatred for the team. Yeah, it brings us together. It's great. And, and we find common ground a Tuesday night in June where Craig Council's pulling Adrian Hauser, who looks great. In the, and it's, it's great. I love Brewers and I love Brewers Twitter. I hate the Brewers, but I love the Brewers and I love Brewers Twitter. Packers Twitter is is different. It's it's like a it's like a social club as much as it is about the sports team. It's like here yeah. I'm in Texas, but I love the Packers. How great am I? And then someone would be like, I live in Canada. This fan base is worldwide. How great are we? And it's like, hey guys, they drafted Josiah fucking Dubois in the third round. I'm kind of upset about it. And they're like, well, we're competitive every year. How great is that? I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, but I I don't know. So Packers Twitter doesn't give me what I'm looking for with my sports Twitter. Bucks Twitter, it's just I, I Bart, I think you summed it up. I think we could stop talking about this after your little rant where you said you don't need to tweet every thought that comes into your brain. Like it's a Tuesday night well, game. Bucks Twitter is it's I don't want to do this, but do I'm it. doing it. Go. <laughs> They're kids. Yes. yes. So, okay. So this this was what I was saying though. Is like, and no offense, because Grant, I can't believe based on your delivery and your thoughtfulness that you're the yeah. age you are. It really does not make sense at all. But Bucks Twitter's really young, Bart. Like we are really old to be even like distant members of Bucks Twitter. We like we like this is where I start to feel like in a seventies, eighties Packers fan, where I'm like, you don't know what it was like to go into the empty Bradley Center. But they don't know what it was like, Paul. I know. They don't know. I they know don't that. know. I know. And this is my. This is my. They don't know in. going to their their friends' house in house in eighth grade, and the Bucks are playing the Pacers at three thirty in the playoffs in nineteen ninety eight, and it's like the first time they've been to the playoffs really in your memorable life, and you want to turn it on, and they're like, "No, we want to go outside and shoot rockets in the sky." Well, I want to watch the Bucks, man. So, like the shared experience part that you had in the Deer District with Rami as the Bucks win the finals is the same shared experience that like some 20 year old who went to the deer district because they could, they found out they could probably get some, you know, underage drinking situation going on. Like we just want to see that the Bucks win a title. Like this is what was important to us. We sat through decades of misery growing up in our entire lives. And then these 20 year old schmucks show up and they're like, what do you mean? Like, it's super cool to be a Bucks fan and go to the deer district. And like, bro, like the Bucks were this niche little thing that you had to love the NBA to even care a smidgen about the Bucks, And now it's like these damn 20-year-olds coming in and taking over. And I feel like an outcast in this group because I'm like this rationed, like, okay, they lost a game in January. I don't care that they lost a game in January. Like, it doesn't matter in the slightest that they lost a game in January. But it's like, oh, my God, like, we have to be concerned about this. Like, like, am I too old? Like, am I too rational? There was more negative reaction. The Bucks lost game two to go down 2-0 in the finals. There was less negative reaction to losing to the Suns there than there was some random-ass November when the Suns sucked. Well, let yeah. me also say, I, I was definitely, and I don't think this was unique, I think when the Bucks were down 2-0 to the Nets, I posted on Twitter something to the effect of, like, what the Bucks offseason should be. And it was a video of Seth Rollins' music video saying, burn it down! Because <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this, they're never coming back 2-0 against the Nets like this. And so I've been guilty of overreaction. But that's 2-0 in the playoffs. That's not a January loss to, like, the Hornets. Bucks I would Twitter like to tell is, you, uh, Grant, what? Well, I was just going to say, Bucks Twitter is a bunch of kids, but then even the adults on Bucks Twitter act like kids. Like Paul Henning with the Jimmy Haslam take. And Ben Thompson who like every time Giannis has a good game at the ringer, like it matters where they rank him on their best play. Like it's just the, the adults are part of the problem too. The adults act like kids. That's okay. all. When the bucks were down 2-0 to the nets, I tweeted the following in all caps. I know things are bleak, but I am imploring you do not give into the Wisconsin sports curse. This is what it wants. It preys on your negativity. It mm -hmm. will attack the weakest member. Keep the faith overcome tonight and always. Do not give in. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that was that after too. the Nets or the Suns? That was down 0-2 to the Nets. Okay, so we had very different approaches after that. And then when they went down 0-2 to the Suns, I put out a parade chair. Yes. Now, that, this I remember. Yeah, so okay. I actually did my thing twice is what I did, is I did it twice. Yeah, you doubled, you tripled down.
Uh-huh. All right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the health and availability of Chris Middleton. So Grant and I are on the same page there. I mean, I, I don't see how, like he's not playing a like his. If you look at his games played and his minutes played, like how can you not be concerned? Like that's it doesn't mean like oh my goodness, like Chris Middleton's terrible, he's going to ruin the season. But like you're not concerned. You have to be a little bit concerned, right? All right. Yeah. Bart, I'm going to ask this question, but just know that I'm not really asking Myers Leonard question. It might seem like it, but check this out. Kevin Love to the Heat. Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. Reggie Jackson to the Nuggets. Terrence Ross to the Suns. Danny Green to the Cavs. Myers Leonard to the Bucks. Based on all these buyout players and post-deadline free agents, you're disappointed with the net outcome from the Bucks. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Uh, I'm going to say mm-mm, and here's why. And I brought this up. I don't know if you guys knew I'm on Writer Than You this week. What? Yeah. The uh, the buyout market is not worth the attention we give it. The, the buyout market does not make or break a championship. Well, people forget that the Spurs did add Boris Diaw about a decade ago, and that was a transformational addition. Maybe the best ever, some are saying. <laughs> some some are saying. Possibly a Bleacher Report article that I referenced. You you called it the Bleacher Report, and I laughed out loud. I don't know why. I just thought it was funny. Bart, who was once snubbed by said the Bleacher Report for stealing his articles. <laughs> yeah, they just, I, I said, stop posting my content. So they said, okay. So they kept taking my articles and put by Bleacher Report staff. Um, those are my blogging days. Uh, no, I, I yeah, like like okay. If you're gonna get somebody, but also maybe maybe he's the best. Maybe maybe everyone was afraid to be the first to bring him back, and maybe the Bucks are like. We can we see that he's trying to be better. But, but like that. basketball wise, though, like Terrence Ross, Danny Green, Kevin Love, Reggie Jackson, like Russell Westbrook, whatever. None but of those like, guys do anything for me. It's still it's I mean it's still additional wing depth or guard depth or. So then go get Will Barton. I'll take. So him. go get Will Barton. So like let's go. I mean Will Barton is still out there. Yeah, get him. I'm for it. The Bucks have roster spots. They just traded three guys for Crowder. I don't know. Like I, I don't want to talk anymore about Myers Leonard. Grant, you're you're uh, disappointed with the net outcome from this post trade deadline free agent buyout market. Mm-mm. I, I think I think all those additions you kind of talked about are a horse apiece. Every team's taking a flyer on someone who maybe can hit some threes, or all the teams are taking a flyer on a, a big that could maybe be the third or fourth big and, and be a little insurance. I don't see a big difference in any of those guys. On Myers Leonard, we don't need to have a long conversation about it. I, I will say I've listened to a lot of other people give Myers Leonard takes. I'm probably going to do it on my show at some point this week. I, I get a little uncomfortable when when people are talking about him. Like, well, it seems like he's rehabilitated. It seems like he's cured. It seems like it's like, well, we've all said things that were not probably super proud of we've all made comments we've all done things um it seems to me that he's put a great deal of thought into this over the last year when he's been out and very open about it and I think that's a big part of how if it's going to work for him it's it needs to work (laughs) in a way where like he's not afraid to address it and talk about it and be very open because it's not like you can come in and and answer one question at a press conference and then you're done with it you know what I mean like and it seems like he he kind of has a good idea so I'm I'm going into this with an open mind. I'm I'm not overly angry. I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. He's a backup big. You, you get a backup big. You get a backup shooter. I think they're all basically the same in the bio market for the most part. Uh, Myers Leonard's agent is a name Bucks fans are familiar with. Jeff Schwartz. Mm. See, yeah. Wasn't he kids' agent for a while? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, and, the and agent like, of- and like every buck during the kid era. Currently, Pat Connaughton and Chris Middleton. Oh, okay. So perhaps this is some sort of favor. Hey, we'll get your client back in the league. Help us out on Middleton. Oh. Any prospect of that theory? Hmm. 
Grant doesn't think so. I, I don't know. We, You're too young to know how the world works, kid. No, I'm willing to go there, but this is another part of Buck's Twitter where like a lot of Buck's Twitter doesn't understand how basketball works, and yet they want to think, well, the ownership is changing. So what if that like we always want to think about big picture stuff or like Jordan Wara plays 27 minutes. It's like, well, they must be showcasing him for a trade. No, it's Tuesday night against the Pistons. <laughs> and everything's at Holy deep. shit. Breaking news? No, but I found a picture of Myers Leonard and Jimmy Haslam together at Haslam's beach house in the Hamptons. Guess what? I obviously did not. You morons. I thought I thought we got a Rogers scoop there for a sec. Oh yeah. God, it, no, please. We have to God. interrupt what we're doing for the emergency pod. Go live. All right. Um. I so let me ask you if there was any of these buyout guys or free agent guys that you would have been like, cool. The Bucks signed said guy. Patrick Beverly, Kevin no. Love. Like, is there any? Is there were there any of these guys that you would have been like? Well, I oh. think if we, if, would we say Myers Leonard if he didn't if this didn't happen to him? I mean, he's a tall guy. He can dunk. He can hit the three. Yeah, I don't know. Kenny? Yeah, I saw one video of him hitting a three. <laughs> I would have, I would have, uh, I would have been pretty cool if Kevin Love was a buck. Well, yeah, but he wouldn't have played. Don't care. Can't. Well, I agree, him. but he wouldn't have played. Just like Myers Leonard isn't going to play. Give me. Uh, I want to get Kevin Love uh, another ring. Okay. There was a report that Adam Silver has discussed the possibility of the in-season tournament, including clubs from outside the NBA. This would be super cool and exciting to see. Mm-hmm or mm-mm about non-NBA teams being part of the in-season NBA tournament. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Which teams would that be? Well, Spain, I don't know. Decker, Decker would play. Decker, Sam oh, Decker. Oh, Sam Decker. I or like, like or like, or like, or like, like Wembenyama's team this year, for example. Like, you could bring in, like, you know, so like an open cup, just not, yeah, the United it, States. Exa- that's exactly right. Yeah, I think that'd be a fine idea. I don't know how many people would still like care about it or try to win. Like in soccer, there's so many different tournaments that happen while the season happens. That yeah, it'd be nice if we can pr- win the Premier League, but we're gonna win the Champions League. So you know, screw you. Uh, I think that this could be one way to maybe make the all-star game better. Soccer does this. MLS does this. They play a club. They play a club from England or they play um, like the best of Mexico's league or or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm open. I I get where Adam silver wants to go with this. The problem is the NBA is not set up that way. He want he's looking at what Europe does with soccer and like this Wrexham team, you know, the, the team that Reynolds and Rob McAnally own. Or whatever, but that they they are playing better competition because and uh, last year my my good good buddies at Forward Madison played Minnesota United of the MLS in a tournament, so they're trying to bring that structure. It's that that structure doesn't exist here, so uh, not Manfred, but Silver's trying to make something happen when the like he's trying to cook a pizza when all he's got is chicken and rice. Nice, you don't got the same ingredients. The structure would be great. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's an, there's no equivalent to soccer. Like it, things like that work great in soccer. And I like those concepts. I just don't know if they work in basketball. He's going to have to give a lot to get a midseason tournament that, that players buy into. They're going to have to take games off the schedule. You're going to have, he's going to have to give a lot in order to get that to work. And maybe it would be worth it. Cause I think there's probably 20 games out of the buck schedule every year that we're not that fired up about anyways. Right now that's, that's a lot of money that, you know, has to be bargained with for these TV contracts and, and the networks that are paying to cover the games. I, I just, I think of what Silver and the NBA would have to give up in order to get a tournament that players would care about. And I, I just don't know if it's feasible. Well, or what the incentive is for the NBA players. If, if you win or if you take second, like, what do you get? Yeah. Playoff because- seating is always what people want to bring up. But I think, Bart, you've been hitting this pretty well the last few weeks. Like, teams care about seating for the last two weeks. They'll look around and be like, okay, where are we? All right, how many of these games can we win? What would the matchup be? Like, teams really don't lock into seeding until the last couple of weeks. It's it's in the, the back of their mind, like, well, we want to stay fourth or better. Like, we want to stay within striking distance. Yeah. Like, no one's obsessed with seeding. And that would be the, the period of the schedule where the midseason tournament would be. The seeding's so far off 
in the mind of a lot, I think a lot of these players and teams, I just don't know if it would work. Well, I'll say, mm-hmm, I do think it'd be exciting, but that's until these teams enter this in-season NBA cup and they all just lose by 50 in the first round or whatever, like that could very well happen. And then I'd say, Oh, this was not a good idea at all because there's no competition equivalent. But the one thing that, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves star Anthony Edwards and Adam Silver definitely disagree on. I just want to hit on this very quickly is Adam Silver's also saying, well, we don't, we don't have a games missed problem in the NBA. Have you, I'm sure you saw these quotes from Silver over all-star weekend where he was defending the number of games that superstars are missing. And yeah, I think Steve Kerr, Bart, a guy who your brother may know, he wants that 72 game season. Like Steve Kerr has publicly talked about 72 games. I think it could go down to 62. Um, but they're, they're going to find ways to rest there. The NBA, as I was saying, yeah. guys, I've been on writer than you this week, but I was saying like uh, the NBA schedule is, I lost my train of thought. Go for it. The NBA schedule has 82 games in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good start. Mm-hmm. And you run this is this is how you go now. Oh, the playoffs are so long. Oh, there we go. He found his way. So it's like in baseball, you could be out in a weekend. In football, it's like one or two, three games if you win the Super Bowl. The the NBA regular season is like a season. The the playoffs is like a season on top of a season. Mm-hmm. So it's if you go with the Bucks to the the one year, what they do? Four against the Heat, seven against the Nets, six against the Hawks. Six against, yeah, six, six against yep. the Suns. That's what twenty games of high pressure. Twenty plus games of high pressure. Like they don't, they you won't, you don't see that combined effort. You don't see in the other eighty-two games. Like, yeah, there might be a real competitive game, but not like the playoffs. You have to be rested for the playoffs. Well, that's to, to build. Right. And the cool thing about the playoffs, but it can also be the bad thing about the playoffs, depending on which team you cheer for, is that you're seeing the same team every other day, once every three days. So any weakness about your team, right, that you can kind of hide or or mitigate during the regular season, it's going to get hammered in the playoffs. Right. And the Bucs felt that in in the first year or two with Bud. Right. It's just it's hard to get away with stuff in the playoffs. Right. It's it's just a different brand of basketball. You need to we need to just enjoy the fact, like we do with college basketball. We've somehow, as a culture, we, you're a weirdo. Okay, no, I don't know what your point is, but go. I'm interested. We have somehow, as a culture, decided that no one gives two shits about college basketball until March Madness. Okay, no one cares. We don't care about upsets. We don't care about who's sitting out. We, it's literally not in the zeitgeist. No one cares because March Madness is so great and we want to protect that. And so in the NBA, the playoffs are so great, but we're like, but the regular season has to be good too. And in the All-Star game also has to be like game seven of the 93 finals. And in baseball, the playoffs are so great, but we're like, oh, 162 games have to matter. And they also have to take 97 minutes. No longer. My kid goes to go to school. We're all trying to, the only thing we're at that works is the NFL, but that's a different beast and you can't copy that. So if we could just as a culture appreciate the playoffs and realize that all regular seasons are shit, (laughs) we'll enjoy things much more. The problem though with the NBA and your point right there is that people do pay an extraordinary amount of money for NBA tickets. NBA tickets are their problem. They're suckers. Save it for the playoffs. What about TV rights during the right? So forget the paying customer at the game. What about TV rights during the regular season? I watch the games on TV. Can I? Can I have an old man take? I did old man take uh, right before the All Star break, and I didn't get to bring this up on my show because there was some Rogers. The Burns news happened. I was going to bring it up. I was watching Clippers Suns, which I think was the late TNT game, the Thursday night before the All Star game. So a little bit less than a week ago uh, tomorrow. Week ago yesterday. I also was watching that game, and I swear to God. As I was watching this game, I realized Kevin Durant's not playing. And I thought to myself, and I wrote this down, even though I never brought it up. I said, I wish Kevin Durant and these NBA players would, and this is going to sound weird. This is what I thought. I wish they'd say, you know what? TNT is paying a lot of money for this. This is our partner in business. 
This is our part. This is, this is a business partnership. Let's go out there and put on a show. It's the last night before the all-star break. Everyone's wanting one last game. I wish there was sometimes an internal motivation with these players to realize all the money that's changing hands and the stakes for yes, even a Thursday night game in February, go out there and put on a show and Durant's on the bench and street clothes. And I understand he just got to Phoenix, but no one even really cares who wins. Like go out and let's see what you guys got. This is a national game right before we shut down for a week. And I, and I did think about Turner a little bit and all the money that they've paid and the new deals coming up and Turner might not be able to pay for it. It's probably going to go to some, some streaming NBC's back in the game. I did sympathize with the, with the TV contract a little bit last week. Yeah. Way to go, Grant. I'm also getting an oil change this week. So I'm a lot of adult things I'm doing. Very good. I would like to take this time to tell you about happy place hemp, happy place hemp. I need one to calm down perhaps. Uh, Great gummies, CBD, CBN. I take those in the evening time. Sometimes I do, uh, I, I, I stack them like Pringles and pop, pop, pop. That's probably not, I don't do it every night. I have had a three gummy night. I slept real good that night. Uh, the THCOs, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s. These are all different gummies you guys can get with uh, that'll make you feel good or relax you and help you go to sleep. Now, at Happy Place Hemp, you can also get cream that will help the CBD in that. Maybe help some of the pains, some of the joint pains. This is an example on YouTube of how you rub cream on your wrist. Uh, not that I'm an expert in that. Uh, tinctures and lip balms and other things. So happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off every order. First, second, ninth, 100th. The promo code is still good. Happyplacehemp.com. Paul Good transition would have been because Grant brought up the Corbin Burns news. Ah, Here we go. Sorry, I talked about the sponsor that's helping this even be a possible sorry no. sorry no. ruined the transition it is what it is even if the Sun Ant interactive is helping me build my website sun Ant interactive <laughs> they are i have to go there still this week so bart did you actually like listen to my my hit single from the band days for the first time the other day when you texted me about it well, I was listening to it, and it's a really good song. And then Thank you, you scream too much in the middle. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, I agree with you. Is it on Spotify? I don't know. Where did I see it? YouTube? All right. But Bart randomly texted me like, hey, I was finally listening to your song, and it's really good. I'm like, all right. What's your song called? Uh, it's Antihero. Antihero. Is it Taylor Swift have a song called that? What's the band name again? Remember the day? Yep. Yeah, she does have a song called Antihero. She can, did you sue her? Yeah. My song is not it's not called Antihero. I just was Oh. I can't find it. Well, we don't have to do this right now. I you know. Oh, okay. Paul Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Brewers are trash. Mark is trying to sell the team without us knowing. Max. Oh wow. Hot take. Even if the Brewers get an absolutely incredible trade offer for Corbin Burns between now and opening day. The team cannot take another potential PR hit with their fan base right now, and they should decline any and all trade proposals for Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. No, mm-mm. The problem isn't that we traded Josh Hader. It's that we traded him for garbage. If they would have traded Josh Hader... For, like, even William Contreras? No, even, like, Josh Bell comes back. Now, that would have been a bad trade still, but somebody that could help you. They traded for nothing. They traded for a guy they cut a day later. Well, you haven't seen the splits on Taylor McKenzie or whatever the fuck his name is. Josh Gosser. Who? Who do we get? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, and this is the way I was about the Packers. The Packers are too good for me to want to lose games for draft picks. Just like the Brewers have been too good the last few years that I want to get excited about any arm in double A that we traded for. 
well, in a few years, Robert Gasser, Robert Gasser, what? Robert Gasser is going to get beat out by Justin Topa's random ass. <laughs> I don't care, man. Well, they got Contreras for Ruiz. That ain't my problem. <laughs> God, I'm so large. My side profile is among the worst in the game. <laughs> um, Straight on, it's okay. Now I kind of got tits here, but. Uh, you this said that, not very flattering. I realize you said they can't afford to take another PR hit. Even yeah, if so like there. you just yeah, you just can't trade Burns because it would be another bad look. I mean, nothing's been stopping them up until this point. What what, what leads us to believe that all of a sudden now they're going to start thinking about PR? Nothing stopped them for the I mean, last. There has to be a, there has to be there has to theoretically be a point at which you're like we can't do anything else to even potentially displease the fan base they are at their edge of the like we're just not rooting for you right now like because and i think there's a legitimate concern for that already so like let's say the let's let like let's say you could you could take you take all the the brewers fans who go to games and watch the, the team on tv and you're like hey the brewers can get like this massive trade offer for corbin burns before opening day they should take it or they shouldn't take it like, you think if it's a good trade that helps him in 2023. Well, what if you get Robert Gosser again and you get a very Gosser-esque arm in, in single A? It's gotta help, it's gotta help you for this year. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. And the, the, the thing I would say is like Mark Atanasio, who whose name is never pronounced correctly on this podcast. Atanasio. Atanasio. And no one on this, no one on this podcast says it correctly, and it drives I me. I say Atanasio, Atanasio, Atanasio. Ah, to fucking sell the team, you bitch. <laughs> that was your okay. We got fifty minutes in without a swear. No, I said shit like nine times before this. <laughs> Did you? I just okay. We. we I said from, tits. Is tits a swear? Nah. Oh, you can MJF could say that on TNT at eight o'clock and get away with it. Where were we going with this grant on Corbin Burns? Who had a I point? Just, what a disaster that would be. If they were that close to trading Corbin Burns all along, where it just took one great not, you know, offer to knock them off their feet, and we've been going through all this BS for the last couple of months. It feels like a couple of months. It, it hasn't been. I know it was just the arbitration thing a week or two ago, but it, it would just be it would just be so brewers to go through all of this BS. Nickeling and diming him over 600k. I get that's how arbitration works. Don't lecture me on arbitration. This is not some deep state secret. We all understand how an arbitration hearing works. So thank you to everyone who's gatekeeping the way baseball works. So that's a whole separate issue. It would be very brewers to go through all of that and then wait for the fans to finally calm down and be ready for opening day, only to then trade him. So weirdly, I, I could almost see it happening because that's what the brewers would do. Yeah, it's by the way, it's 700k grant, not 600k. Yeah, I. But if you were, if you were a team like the Mets, and you saw what Corbin Burns said last week, wouldn't you pick up the phone and make an offer? Like, wouldn't that like prompt you to engage? It would. If I was a, a fellow GM who could afford Corbin Burns in two years as a free agent, especially who like I could not only would I get him for two years, but I could extend him beyond those two years. What Corbin said last week would have prompted me, opposing GM, to pick up the phone and say. I'd like to make an offer. So I, I don't think it's like it's I don't think it's like two separate ideas. It's like Corbin said this, and as a result, I'm gonna make you a new trade offer. Did the Brewers fire back through Rosiac today? I, I'm I'm kind of past the point where I'm I'm caring about this. I'm ready to move on, but Rosiac said something. I the Brewer did the Brewers say something where they're like, that wasn't really true. What what did I see going around yesterday morning? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I just saw that they talked about it and are like friends again, but I don't believe that for a second. I did see that. I don't believe anything that comes out of that organization. Who do you think they have running the team Twitter account? Do you think council does it in between practice sessions? Do you think, hey, counts, can you fire out eight, post some pictures of practice today, seeing we don't have anyone else to do it? Well, Yelich said he was in the dark for six months. Do you think he was actually just running the Twitter account? Probably. Uh, how excited is it, by the way, that Lucas Ersig, one of Radio Joe's boys from long ago, is ready to make his pitching debut, hopefully, even though yeah. he was a infielder prospect or whatever yeah. he was. Third base. Third base. Yeah. 
Do you guys remember that? That was one of my favorite fan. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Great. I have the clip somewhere. By Put way, it Bart. in a podcast and run it next week. That's what I'm saying. I would love to hear some of that. Joe says the rebuild starts with Lucas Ersig. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not with him specifically. It's just seven to nine years, you know. It's a seven to well, nine year. The, the rebuild, I think, also started with Monte Harrison, who's now back with the Brewers yeah. after being dealt in that trade. Uh, two days ago, Todd Rosiak tweets, word has it that GM Matt Arnold and Corbin Burns met earlier today, cleared the air, and are turning the focus to the upcoming season. That might be the tweet you're referencing, Grant. I'm just glad. I'm glad. So if I, it could have been prevented, but I'm glad I, I initially I initially had this topic framed differently. So let me just try you on the other version. Um, with two years left on Burns' contract, his value being sky high, and the almost certain inevitability that he leaves for major money in two years, you would like to see the Brewers trade Burns before opening day if they get a haul in return. I don't want them to, but, but they should. Like, they, they, so the idea that the the hypothetical here is you're going to get a haul. Trade him before opening day, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, in exchange for said Hall. We don't know what those players are, but again, if I'm an opposing GM and I hear what happened last week in Brewers camp, I'm I'm making an offer, a good offer, to get Corbin Burns ready for opening day on my opposing team. So well, they should like they should do that, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. it's better than trading him in the middle of the year. So if if that's in the works, I would just like to step in and tell them to do it now. Um, I would just like to play him out for two years and then lose him for nothing. I- I'm not, I'm not, oh, I lose players for nothing. This I know you're not. I, I disagree with you on that one. And, and I get that. I think there's a fair middle ground, like trade him next off season or, you know, there's, there's plenty of time. So it's, I'm not hung up on, I'm not saying he has to be here for two more years. You know, the hall worries me a little bit. I, I don't want talented outfielders coming in and blocking the development of say a Corey Ray. I, I don't love the idea of that. <laughs> a Corey Ray. I fucking love the Brewers, man. I love Lucas Ursag, Corey Ray, Monte Harrison. These Corey, are maybe that's what's maybe that's why Corey Ray just can't get any time. Maybe he needs to become a pitcher. They get him in the pitching lab. They the, the yeah. Brewers imagine the Brewers have a state of the art MLB best pitching lab, and they can't get someone to run their Twitter account or just you know have a, have a PR person who's worth their you know salt. Bart, your thoughts. I think that there's a disconnect between what the Brewers think people think of their team and what they think of their team. I think that uh, there's about four or five people that sit up there in the front office and uh, have never driven on a non-freeway in the city of Milwaukee and are scared to know the truth. Well, it's mostly freeways, to be fair. There's not a lot of freeway streets in Milwaukee. Yeah, God, freeways are – I hate them. They tore. The more I read about this, man, freeways told freeways people. We just we're just like ah fuck. I just want to drive through quicker. Let's destroy neighborhoods and lives. Freeway. I'm in, I'm in Milwaukee every other week, and it kind of bums me out. I'm just like it's just all exits and concrete. So if I was you know Brewers brass, I mean they got to drive a ways in either direction to find a street that's not interstate. So. They got, they got, we got time to fix it. It's never too late. All right. Maybe the last one, Bart, you were on the show the other day and someone said, Oh, it's been an entire hour without mentioning Aaron Rodgers." It's been another hour before mentioning Aaron Rodgers. but Paul, that will end right here, right now with Bob McGinn's comment on Tyler Dunn's podcast that the Packers are quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and ready to move on from him and turn to Jordan love. Plus all of the comments Rodgers made before his darkness retreat. You are 95% plus certain that Rogers' career in Green Bay is over. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Bart Winkler show. So I've shit on Bob again plenty of times over the years. You have? I feel like he was just throwing up lobs and seeing what would stick past his uh, radio, uh, his, uh, his newspaper time. And... So he came up with that report. Then then Tom Silverstein had something about how Goody's told people he's ready to move on to love. Mm-hmm. And also, Devondre Campbell said some very good things about love. And Aaron Jones has said mm-hmm. some very good things about love. Yep. The Packers want Jordan Love to be their quarterback week one. I am convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. But... I'm going to go coward on this. 
Oh. Ready? <laughs> this is going to be a privilege. <sighs> Everyone's got that one piece of furniture they can't get rid of. They got their, their old couch. In my garage, we had a couch. We loved it for years. My wife and I bought it. It was the first big piece of furniture we ever bought was this couch. It's, it's the couch where we realized that she was pregnant and we were going to have a family. It's the couch where I've watched many a Super Bowl game. But at sometimes you outgrow that couch. And so we had to get rid of the couch. Now the couch is in the garage because it won't fit anywhere else. Can't take it downstairs. It won't fit. Can't take it upstairs. It won't fit. There's no room for the couch, yet it's still there. We've got a new couch. We love the new couch. The new couch fits. The new couch is comfortable. The new couch is ready to take us to a new era of couches and, and relaxation and comfort. We tried to get rid of the new couch. <coughs> we put it on the curb for free. Said, come take the couch. No one would take it. We asked the Salvation Army, come pick it up. They said, we don't want it. We can't get rid of the couch. So here we are left with two couches. And the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is like an old couch that you can't get rid of. Well done. I didn't know where that was going. Rodgers obviously was the couch the whole fucking time, Paul. But like, was it a real story? Yeah, I like, can't get rid of this couch. I didn't know. Like, I, it kind of like the voice you were doing told me it was like a bit, like a, like you had heard someone else. Oh, you're doing cowherd. Oh, sorry. Grant would have. Did Grant? Did you pick that up? You're the cowherd guy. Well, I said I'm doing cowherd now. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Oh, I, did, I did not hear that part. Jeez. All right. Sorry, I'm so Grant, your, Grant, your thoughts on the couch that the Packers can't get rid of? I, if I may go back, and I love the couch. I do, but the thing is, Cowherd's a solo artist. I, I can't now come in and I, I don't have anything to add to the couch. I like it though. I like it a lot and continue to. Have you done that on Writer than you yet? No, but I got my A block plan now for tomorrow. There you go. So, so do that. The Bob McGinn thing by itself, I don't think is proof of anything. And this is what I said my show on, on Monday. It's just Wisco all Sports these little, show. what was that? The Wisco Sports Show. Yeah. As all these little breadcrumbs right throughout the off season. And I don't think any of them individually give us anything, tell us anything definitive, but you just collect them, save them all, put them in a little filing cabinet. Maybe we come back to it. Maybe we don't. And there are a lot more breadcrumbs that are trending towards Jordan Love. Can I steal and, and can I do this? Mm-hmm. You walk in your kitchen and you see you see a breadcrumb on the ground. And you think, how did that get there? Now, there's plenty of reasons how it could have gotten there. Could have been your kid. You could have dropped it when you're eating. Okay. Then you go in your cabinet and there's a package of chips open that you didn't remember was open. Well, that could be anything. Could be anything. Uh, you could have opened it drunk. Your kid could have opened it. Your wife, whatever. At some point, there's too many things before you realize you have a rodent problem. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers is the rodent problem. Aaron Rodgers is the rodent problem. A, a theoretical rodent problem. Yes. And now I, I it's just to find out who's the one ratting him out. Does it hurt? <laughs> but Colin, but- I thought you had an exterminator out last offseason. But Colin, I thought you took care of that problem with the mousetraps. So the mouse infestation is probably a lot to do with the $50 million guaranteed. Team friendly, remember. I always want to point that out. When this contract broke. It's not it about the money for me. It, it was it, categorically false that it was $50 million. It was 49 point something. But it was team friendly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's not it about the friendly. money for Rogers. No. Money is energy. Which I actually kind of, I don't disagree with. Money is I energy. Dis- I work I don't disagree either. Money gives me energy. I got a $90 check from DoorDash today. I'm on top of the fucking world. <laughs> but Colin. But Colin. <laughs> but right. Paul. But Emmett. <laughs> was it 95%? Now that's the number I put on it. 
What where's is your, where, where's your certainty percentage, Grant, that Rodgers is not? Where's my 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 my? Mine's eighty five. Fifteen caveat. Goody's a pussy. <laughs> I I do wonder. Everyone says Ted Thompson wouldn't have let it got to this point, and he would. He wouldn't have. No. Do we know that for sure? Yes. He wouldn't have. Well, Paul, you would know a lot better than either one of us. Bart, you would know better than me. I'm a Packers owner. I'd like to think I can speak to it a little bit, but not as much as you guys. I don't know. It's in a tough spot, man. You can't trade a guy coming off of two straight MVPs, even if you want to. Even if you really want to. I just feel like you can't. But you can now, coming off oh, of this. Oh, now, totally. Yeah. 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 Well, I got to wrap this up. I want to thank Grant Bills for being here. Thanks, Bart. I thank Paul Emick for coming out of his retreat. Thanks, Paul. You got it. Nice to see you both. Yeah, the pleasure's mine, actually, this time. It is mine. Thank you, Bart. The Bart Winkler Show. Like and subscribe. And if you don't know, I'm going to be on Writer Than You. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.